Let's begin now. Welcome to Out of Bounds. Dusty Likens, your host, Nick Price, producing live and local Saturdays. If you just listen to BK, Le'Veon Bell, Seth Kaiser stuff, all good stuff. Kind of a wet, dreary day here today on... Uh, it looks terrible outside. It, it, it actually... It, yeah, it like, no, there's no sugar coat in this one. Like, I like how the uh, the liner before our show started was just taking the kids to soccer practice. Not today, you are. Nope. Yeah. To steal a line from Game of Thrones, what do we say to the gods of soccer practice? Not today. Not today. Um, by the way, for those of you that are running around with graduation, with... Activities that involve stuff like that with whatever you're doing on your Saturday. I know it's kind of one of those gloomy looking like uh, like the 1996 film Twister. Uh, you just don't have Bill Paxton anymore. RIP to the great Paxton. Uh, but if you need any information, our sister station, 98.1 KMBZ, will keep you updated all day long. And if any severe weather hits, they will have someone in studio to keep giving you updates upon the weather. I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about weather. I just know what radar looks like. Jay Binkley, who does Bing at night and Bing on Sundays, always calls my radar fake, yet it's right 90% of the time. He's just all about, like, calling everything fake news. Yeah, well, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, Either way. uh, (laughs) But, yeah, so, like, if you need anything, if you need any weather updates, if you need to know, like, what's going on because it looks like absolute death on this uh, Stormy Daniels type of day, um... 98.1 98.1 KMBZ sister station should keep you updated. My God, there's like bowling on TV in the studio right yeah, now. I'm watching that too. Maybe that's just what BK does, man. He's a bowler. You ever bowl? You like you like bowling? I mean, I like bowling. I'm not like great at it. When's the last time you went bowling? Not for a while. Okay. You like bowling, but you haven't gone in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I've been busy. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like bowling's just like one of those sports that I feel like. When you just couldn't do anything else, you stuck with bowling. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, what's his name? Dick Weber? Isn't that the guy that's like the bowl of the who do you think you are? I am. I am. Yeah, I, yeah. Am. I don't know if that, that's, I don't know. Peter Weber's the guy that played Robocop. I know that. Um, but, my God, we are so off track. Uh, this is Out of Bounds. Dusty Likens, like I said, Nick Price. A uh, lot of information to go on through today. I know you think to yourself, well, there's no football games being played. Uh, the Royals are 15 and 30. Why would I watch that team? Because you should, because they are, oddly enough, uh, 15 and 30, but have a lot of uh, storylines involved within that team. You just saw one this past week, Nikki Lopez, who last Saturday we talked about maybe it's time for Nikki Lopez. And then, voila, Nikki Lopez is now on this team. And we got an apology, not we, Dayton Moore apologized to the sports writers and everything else about normally this kind of stuff doesn't happen, but we just had to make a move. Uh, there's still one more move they need to make, and it's pretty obvious. It's it's Bubba Starling. I mean, that's guy's hitting 351 in the minors. Triple A is your first round pick in 2011. It's 2019. It's time. We'll get into that a little bit more. Um, drunker you get, the better you bowl. That's actually pretty interesting. Um, I think you got to be in that sweet spot, just like golf too. There's also a fun game. Like I, I really do like enjoy going bowling. I'm not good, and I always feel like I need Tommy John surgery after I'm done because my elbow's just shot. Um, I'm also a two finger in the hole kind of guy. I don't put three in there. 
No, no, no. You yeah. gotta you gotta get the spin. That's it's right. all about the spin. Um, and we play like a poker game. So if you get a strike, you get two cards. If you get a spare, you get one. And at the end of the game, whoever has the best five card hand wins the money in the pot. So if you get like five guys on a lane, or normally it's like four guys in a lane, put in five bucks, you can win fifteen dollars. I know you think, oh, your math's off. You should win twenty. Well, you don't win your money that you put in because you know right. obviously. But um speaking of guys that don't win, here's a few of them. Justin Houston, Eric Berry, D. Ford, Marcus Peters, Orlando Skandrick, and Chris Conley. What do they all have in common? Everybody else is wearing their numbers now. Yeah, they've all been replaced. Boy, the Chiefs hit us with that real quick. I mean, you want to talk about a line that you can steal from Carrington Harrison from the drive from 2-6, to six, um, which, by the way, the drive next week, tickets to the Yankees game on Tuesday this week on Saturday on 6-10 Saturdays against the Yanks, uh, a team that has literally everybody injured, but they're still in first place. In the AL East, Yankees are going to be good because they have good pitching, but you can go see that game. They're the Bronx Bombers. Fun game. Listen to the drive next week, 2-6. to six. But Carrington Harrison always says, life can come at you fast. As Chiefs fans, uh, there's a little bit of an age difference between Nick Price and I. Whereas he grew up probably getting really big into following the Chiefs when Justin Houston had the 20-plus 20 20 sack year. Uh, they drafted D4 out of Auburn, and everybody went, What? Uh, it's because he destroyed Jameis Winston in that bowl game. And Marcus Peters was a corner that wore 22. And now, all of a sudden, the Chiefs are just done with that era. I mean, one of the quickest eras to be done with in my mindset, and they've moved on from there. Well, it so, all happened at once, too. Literally. Like, one day, all these guys were on the team. It was kind of like the John Dorsey, Scott Pioli era still. Right. And then the next day, they're like, nope, wipe the slate clean. This is Brett Veach's team now. So now number 50 belongs to Darren Lee, who the Chiefs just acquired from the Jets because the Jets are just absolutely just, well, I don't know what you want to call the Jets. Calling them a dumpster fire would be nice to dumpsters and to fires. But number 50 now belongs to Darren Lee, who is a linebacker who has a very impressive 40 time. It's like a four, what was this? I believe his 40 time was like a 4-4-3 for a linebacker. Missed a couple games because of a uh, substance abuse policy in the NFL. You go get a trade from him after Adam Gase takes over uh, or Crazy Eyes. Um, Eric Berry was 29, and Kendall Fuller with the flex move completely takes over number 29. I mean, in a matter of, like, not even, like, Eric Berry hasn't been off this team for two months, and all of a sudden, Kendall Fuller's like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take number 29 from you. I want to wear it now. And it's now available on the Internet to buy a 29 jersey that doesn't say Berry on the back. Barry's a funny topic because there's, like, two different types of fans with Eric Barry. There are types of people that are like, oh, love the guy, beat cancer, great guy. Then there's other guys that are just, like, the ultimate fan guy who's just like, well, he didn't play the last couple of years, so the hell with 29. I mean, Eric Barry, to tease a segment we're going to do later on, is eventually probably going to have one of those one-day contract signs where he does his thing. And, I mean, God, I, I, I literally can't take it anymore. I literally am done with these one-day contracts. And the way that Dwayne Bowe came in on a white horse, like an all-white suit, I would have paid any amount of money to see him slip and get a grass stain on his suit. I like Dwayne Bowe, though. Um, D. Ford was 55. Not anymore. It's Frank Clark. What is Frank Clark? A better version of D. Ford, correct? Yeah. Like, like Frank, Same Frank, kind of player and everything, just Frank Clark has shown it more consistently through his – Short career so far. Yeah, like when you talk about Frank Clark, he's in the same conversation as Von Miller and Khalil Mack. 
That's just what numbers say. Yeah, and that's you, awesome company to be in. You can go to Pro Football Focus. You can go to Pro Football Reference. You can look at the top three pass rushing linebackers in the last two years. Frank Clark's up there. He's one of the best in the game. The Chiefs got him, and they slapped 55 on him. And D Ford, yeah, no longer have to worry about offsides, you would think, with Frank Clark. Um, Marcus Peters was 22. Skandrick wore it last year. I'm not going to give Skandrick that much credit. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, no. Yeah, and now it's DeJuan Thornhill. And basically what he is is he is what we call his nickname is the Baby Badger. Watched Tyron Matthew growing up, liked Ed Reed, Brian Dawkins, those type of uh, dogs on the field. And now he's going to wear 22, which is a number that, you know, a lot of people connect to Marcus Peters. Now I know Chiefs fans, again, we're going to go split sides here. We don't need to divide into that because we know how that kind of story, you know, relishes out towards the end. And then Chris Conley, whatever you want to say about Chris Conley, Star Wars fan, had a couple of catches. He's going to be probably most famously known for the catch against the 49ers where Mahomes kind of rolled mm -hmm. outside, came back in. Gigantic lightning strike just happened right outside the studio. Um, dear Lord. Uh, and so then all of a sudden he comes back around, throws a touchdown in the corner. Chris Conley catches it, and it's like, oh, great. That was a really good play by Mahomes. Who caught that, by the way? 17, Chris Conley. No longer anymore. Now it's uh, McCall Hardman, who is the narrative around him was punt returner specialist, not sure it's going to go on with Tyreek Hill. We're going to try to get him to come up. Obviously, at this point, we think Tyreek Hill will probably be a part of this team. But the narrative of these numbers is insane because it's almost like Brett Veach is coming in moving into a house that used to be rented by somebody else, and he's repainted the walls, he's rebolted the locks on the doors, and he's made it the Veach place. Like, that's what he's been doing the last couple of years, and now he doesn't care about anything. He's saying, these guys are doing this, these are these new numbers, these are who I'm putting my team around, I'm going to go do this because, and another topic later on, Brett Veach is ready to go now because the window to win the Super Bowl has never been better than it is right now because Mahomes is cheap, your talent is there, and before everything else starts falling into motion, get it done now. Yeah, it might not get any better after this either. Like, this might be the peak. I mean, not to say that the Chiefs can't go and win a Super Bowl later in Mahomes' career, but this right here, this is the best opportunity that you got. Exactly. So you look at the guys that used to be on this team, and if they could really honestly help you win now. Justin Houston had a fantastic game against the Colts. Um, that was the game that where everybody was looking the week before in the wild card. Their offensive line was stacked up. They had one of the best offensive lines in the league um, at the time. And then for some reason, Andrew Luck got outside of the dome and something happened. Like, I'm not sure what happened to Andrew Luck once he got outside of the indoor facilities, but he came to Arrowhead and that team looked completely different. Chris Jones absolutely manhandled that, that offensive line. Justin Houston, I believe, had a couple sacks in that game, a big one towards the end. Um, and now all of a sudden, you're going to see number 15. It's not going to be Houston. It's going to be Darren Lee, a guy that is – not similar, but kind of similar in a way to Justin Houston. He has a fantastic 40 time. He's got a lot of speed coming off the edge. He came out of Notre Dame, has a lot of hype coming into the draft. Missed a couple of games because of, you know, substance abuse policy with the NFL. And then you move on. Kendall Fuller, who was on this team last year, I believe he was number 23. Mm -hmm. They got him in the trade for Alex Smith. Now he's going to wear 29. 29. Literally in a matter of a time. And I get it. Football is a business. It is not something that's going to get people to love you for it. It's something that is a business, and it's entertaining business at that. And they're giving 20, or Kendall Fuller is now taking 29 because the old 29, good riddance, probably going to play somewhere else, you'd think, maybe Dallas, maybe Atlanta, somewhere close to home or somewhere where he can get around uh, and actually make a difference on a team. I'm not sure if that happens yet. It hasn't happened yet. 
Leaks of talks have been that he'd go to Dallas. Hasn't happened yet. 29, no longer Barry. It's Kendall Fuller. D Ford, 55, lined up off sides. What's the best way to get that out of your memory? Give 55 to somebody else who's a badass on the field. Frank Clark. He's going to get a lot of people to forget about the old 55 pretty quick. Because I remember when D Ford got signed by the Niners, a lot of people were like, oh, why did we you know, give D Ford? It's like, I don't know. Like, did you really think D Ford was worth $87 million? Probably not. Frank Clark, you got you can actually get out of Frank Clark's contract next year if something happens tragically. Um, you can do you can do a lot of fluctuation with Frank Clark. Again, it's a contract and a new number, and it's about this year or yeah, 2019, 2020. And also, like you said, too, I mean, that image of number 55 being offsides in the AFC championship game Haunting. is gonna haunt Chiefs fans for years to come. Sure. And so they nipped it in the butt right away. They were like, we got to get rid of D4, we got to put somebody else in there that is going to Kind of erase that, get the men in black memory eraser kind of thing and just say, all right, we're starting fresh. And that's what they're doing here. And then you look at 22. 22 is a number that a lot of people really like or a lot of people really hate, depending on who you are and where you stand on the Marcus Peters situation. Now it belongs to somebody else. It belongs to Juan Thornhill. And then last year, Chris Conley wore 17. This year, McCall Hardman's going to wear 17. And again, it just makes you think, that with what Veach is doing, with moves that he's made, he's completely changed that defense. In fact, seven guys on the defense last year are no longer on the defense that will be this year. Football's going to start. You can't compare these two teams because the numbers are different and the numbers will be different. Numbers on the jerseys and the numbers on the field. This team is trying to get this team to the Super Bowl and get this team a, time, a chance to get a team off the field on third and ten. You had three different times against the Patriots. You couldn't do it. You lost that game. You can blame the coin toss all you want. It was the defensive fault. It was the defensive coordinator. And now Brett Veach is literally trying to erase everything when it comes to numbers on the jersey and numbers on the field. Somebody that we don't want to erase. Somebody that we want to see more of. Forrest Gump said it best. You got to find Bubba. Well, he's in Omaha and he needs to be in Kansas City. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Happy Saturday to you, Royals West Coast. You get three full shows today. You just heard the leadoff with Brandon Kylie. This is Out of Bounds with Nick Price and Dusty Likens, your hosts. After us, Jillian Carroll, Julio Sanchez, and Chris Unicero or as we like to call them, the sexiest trio in sports radio in Kansas right. City. Um, today, Saturday, I know you're probably running around. There's a lot of traffic out there, but there's also a lot of weather traffic. If you need any sort of weather information, please do not hesitate to go over to 98.1 KMBZ, our sister station. They will have you covered when it comes to severe weather threats and anything else like that. Um, it doesn't look good out there. It literally looks like the start of something very severe. It seems like it turned into nighttime within, like, the first segment that we were on the air. Today's weather should be titled 50 Shades of Grey. There's just no sex whips and really weird scenes like that. It's just you're getting whipped with weather. Yeah. That's what that is out there. It's uh, 50 Shades of Grey in the sky. And uh, if it just turns green, that's when you need to find a basement. Get your radio station to 98.1 KMBZ and get, uh, get safe as you're going around on this weekend that is filled with graduation. Congratulations to all those people. Mizzou Journalism School, for those of you that tend to get into the business soon, congrats to that. Um, I know that might make you cringe. I don't uh, know. KU Shout out to the School as well. There you go. Um, again, Cody Taps on Deck Show tonight starting at 8 o'clock local time. Royals at 9.07 against the Angels. They dropped it again last night um, to get their record to 15-30. and 30. 
Um, they're 15 games under 500. And what did you say they were? How many games out of the first place in the AL Central? 14 and a half. 14 and a half. Basically after a fourth of the season. So you can do the math there, but not Again, a great pace. It's early. I get it. That's what they'll always tell you. But there's somebody that they've got to bring up on this team. Don't you stay here, damn it. That's an order. I got to find Bubba. So Bubba Starling in the minor leagues right now, according to a friend of the show, friend of the personalities, Patrick Brennan, uh, writer for the Royals uh, farm system, basically. He is a founder of Royals Farm. You can follow it at Royals Farm, writing and tweeting at BTB Score. Um, asked him a question last night, basically saying, you know, Bubba's numbers now, 351 in the minor leagues. Why not call up Bubba Starling? Last Saturday on this show, if you listened, you would have heard Nick Price and I talk about why is Chris Owings continuing to get at bats? And we kind of took the initiative to say, well, we kind of think Dayton Moore always uses that I'm a respectful guy, which he is. He's a nice guy to his players, nice guy to his team. Wants man to of be, his word. Right. He's a man of his word. His word is bond. And he basically wanted to give everybody a fair shot. You want to give people the opportunity to be able to present what they can possibly bring to the game. That way, later on in a later on situation where you might need to bring in veterans to come to your team while you're taking a run to the playoffs or trying to win a wild card and try to get into the playoffs again, you've got the reputation of a guy that does have his word, and I believe that that is what Dayton Moore has. Um, something about this just doesn't make sense, though. Bubba Starling was a first-round pick back in 2011. So little more than eight years ago. He is currently at a 351 batting average and an 868 OPS. And according to Mr. Patrick, at Painting Corner, you can follow him on Twitter, war isn't really a stat used for the minor leagues due to lack of defensive metrics, but baseball um, prospectus has a WARP, a whoop, but these numbers aren't out yet. Bubba Starling also has six stolen bases, three home runs, and out of those six stolen bases... He literally has only been caught once. When going to Bubba Starling and you look at what he's done so far in 2019, other than just the the spectrum of what his stats are, 117 at-bats. He has 41 hits, four doubles, one triple, three homers. 17 RBI. 17 RBIs, and he's walked 10 times. Struck out 26. Six stolen bases, I'm sorry, caught stealing twice. He's got a 350 average now. He's now slugging 479. He's got an OBP of 392 and an OPS of 871. Bubba Starling is house money currently because the reason Bubba Starling isn't up here is because you don't have a roster spot. You didn't really have a roster spot for Chris Owens, but it took Whit Merrifield to say, I'll move out here. But Dayton and the guys were like, well, his injuries are starting to cause because he's having to, you know, tax his body out in the outfield. Well, it's not really doing much better with uh, Billy Hamilton in center field as well. Billy Hamilton struggling. By the way, Billy Hamilton has been out of the lineup the last two games. Billy Hamilton isn't hitting 230. Billy Hamilton has nine stolen bases. He's been caught four times. So when you ask yourself, why did you call Nicky Lopez up? What does he do that makes him different or makes him a part of the Royals play 
when you have a team that can hit for power, hit for triples. Nicky Lopez is a guy that's going to get on base so that those guys around him that knock in for power and knock in for, you know, extra bases and triples, he's going to be able to get on base and score. He's going to be able to do that. He gets on base. He's only struck out twice since he's been in the league. And it's only a small sample size. I get it. He's 6 for 16. He's got a 3-plus batting average. He's doing better than Chris Owings has done. And Chris Owings is another reason why. And I get it. I get I I understand it. Why you want to give Chris Owings a chance because you're a man of your word. But what I don't get is if you're trying to make this team entertaining and in the best successful format that you possibly can, you've got to stop letting Chris Owings play on this roster. Let alone, you've got to stop letting Billy Hamilton play as much as he plays. Now, I get it. He's been out of the league or been out of the lineup the last two times. Bubba Starling is a guy that you drafted. You got him away from football. It took him a while to get back into baseball. He got out of baseball, got back into baseball, out of Gardner, out of Gardner Edgerton High School in Gardner, Kansas. And now all of a sudden, he's been playing the best baseball he's played, and he's been doing it for quite some time this year in the minor leagues. Again, 117 at-bats, a 350 average. He's literally playing the best baseball he's ever played, and your team right now is just barely better than the Baltimore Orioles, who are the worst team in major leagues or in the American League. You're in a category right now with the Baltimore Orioles and the Florida Marlins or the Miami Marlins. That's where you're at currently. And if you ask anybody, that follows this Royals franchise or anybody that's a part of this Royals franchise, they would be blown away if you were to say, you're basically the American League version of the Florida or the the Miami Marlins. You're not good. You don't get wins, but yet you want to tell everybody that you're entertaining. Now, the Marlins aren't entertaining. The Marlins are a a continuous dumpster fire. The Marlins do nothing to support that team in that city. This team that the Royals have, literally, Mondesi, Merrifield, Gordon, who's playing out of his mind this year, Contract years are undefeated, apparently, in baseball. Shout out to Rez Paler. You have other guys on this team that are having great years. Jorge Soler, not really a great year, but he's got a good power year. And Jorge Soler has figured it out. You're missing Salvador Perez, which would be a great addition to this lineup this year. But if you were to call up Bubba Starling, literally, if you call up Bubba Starling and you have everything going on and you do the way that things are going with Bubba in minor leagues, what's the worst that can happen? It doesn't work out nine years of development, and it didn't work out, what's the best thing that can happen? He all of a sudden hits 300 up here, plays defensively much better than what you have currently in center field. Oh, and by the way, can give Whit Merrifield more days off as you platoon as you platoon the DH like they're doing. Like last night, Mondesi DH. It's a way to give guys a half day. Whit Merrifield can then play second base, give Nicky Lopez a half day. Whit Merrifield can take a day off. You can play Soler and right. You can play Bubba in center. You don't have to DFA Hamilton, but you can DFA Chris Owings because he's literally not doing anything to your team to make them more productive. He played again last night. His average is now down to 138. Owings is four for his last 55 per Cody Tapp, which gives you a .72 average. And that's with them trying to help Chris Owings get better. At this point, you have to understand it's probably not going to get better, and he's going to continue to be a narrative of a team that is 15 and 30. 15-30 15-30 and 30 after 45 games, and you're 14 games out of first place. The season is close to being over before June, and you're going to lose fans because I'm telling you what, Nick Price, as soon as football starts and as soon as 15 starts throwing footballs to guys that actually play for this team and not Dwayne Bowe and Jamal Charles, the attention's going to flip over, and they won't even be playing a game that matters until September, what, 11th or September 9th against or September 8th against Jacksonville. Literally, it's not even June. 
June, July, August. That's three and a half more months. Three and a half more months of people talking about the team across the street that's playing no meaningful games. And they're not talking about your team and they're not going to your games because guys like Chris Owings are on the roster. Guys like Billy Hamilton who get caught stealing when your official code was we're going to steal bases and play defense. I'm just saying, if you were going to call up Bubba, you need to do it soon. I'm not saying that I know more about baseball than Dayton Moore. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not disrespecting the Royals franchise at all. I'm just telling you, as a radio host to create content, it would be more entertaining if this team was 20 and 30 and they had, well, not 20 and 30, they'd be a little bit better. They'd be whatever it is. If they had five more wins and you have guys like Bubba Starling out there that are actually hitting the ball and playing better defense, guys like Nicky Lopez who came up, got his first major league hit right after Whit Merrifield got his 500th hit, and you could see the, like, bromance involved in those two guys after the locker room. A guy that has a music background that comes up when he comes to bat, the good life. Right now, it's not a good life in the Kansas City Royals and what they're doing. Again, 15 and 30, 14 games out, and they've got a guy in the minor leagues who's been slugging all year and is currently hitting 350, and yet, mm, still not up. Well, we saw this last year, too, with the Royals about how they were so far under 500 at the All-Star break, called up a bunch of young guys and actually played really well. I think they finished, like, four games under 500 in the second half of the season, something right around that ballpark. Like, the time is now. Just call these guys up and see what they got and see if you can get that little spark, that little juice into this team to keep people interested because, like you said, the minute number 15 walks into that training facility at one Arrowhead Drive, it's over. Like, everybody is going to shift their attention to the other side of the parking lot. It's going to be chief season, and that's all anybody's going to care about. And the worst thing that you can have as a franchise is to have a season be over before, like, a break in the middle of the season. Yeah. Like, I'm just telling you right now, man, Bubba Starling's not going to bring a ton of people out to this to this stadium. It's not going to bring a lot of people out immediately. But if he comes up, you look at what Mondesi did last year, man. You brought Mondesi up late in the season, and he got a little bit of a pop. I mean, I'm a biased fan. Like, I'm going to go out and watch sports because I love sports. That's where my bias is. I'm going to go watch sports. And Mondesi came up. I made it a point to get out there and watch Adalberto Mondesi because he was so electrifying. If Bubba Starling can come up, he can have a better come full circle story than Theon Greyjoy did in Game of Thrones. That's a fact. Another thing that's a fact, it's disgustingly nasty outside right now. And if you need any information on severe thunderstorms, again, do not hesitate. Our sister station, 98.1 KMBZ, will have you updated with that. It's like literally rain is running sideways on these studio windows. We mentioned it earlier. Brett Veach. There's a song by Billy Joel called I'm Moving Out. Brett Veach has moved in officially. His couches, his chairs, everything's there. And damn it, he's winning now. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Back in on a thunderous Saturday, disgusting Saturday, outside, beautiful inside. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, this is Out of Bounds. Coming up next is Jillian Carroll, Chris Nacero, and Julio Sanchez um, for overtime. Currently in a lightning alert, dangerous thunderstorm alert. I know about as much about weather as Marcus Peters does. Um, I'm not sure if you saw the audio of Marcus Peters and what he was doing to describe weather in Hawaii. Um, lucky for you, um, we have it, and this is what it sounds like. We should do the weather because we have a new weather guy here. Right, dear? That's right. This is Marcus. What's going on? Marcus Peters from uh, the L.A. Rams. Hey. How's the weather, Marcus? Oh, the weather doing good, man. We got a big waves over here. 
little ways over here, bitty little tiny sharks down here. Marcus Peters on the weather report um, for a local Hawaii uh, news station. But literally, like I said, if you need any weather updates, 98.1 KMBZ, our sister station, will have you covered if there is anything severe, which I just looked at my radar, and it looks just like total just terrible weather all day. Yeah, it's terrible. It's all moving up from, like, the southeast, like Wichita and Emporia all coming up here. And just from looking outside, I've seen just, like, Five different phases of weather in the last 25 minutes. So. That's right. So stay stay, uh, stay up to date on the weather if you're out and about on this graduation weekend. For those of you that are traveling out, the weather coming out from the southwest to the northeast. Uh, that's simply how weather travels in the summertime. Slash, there's another gigantic bolt of lightning. Um, but just want you all to be safe. I want you to be as in the best conditions ever as you're out and about. But right now, somebody who I think feels safe about his team would be Brett Veach. And the moves that Brett Veach is making is the fact that Brett Veach wants to win right now. He wants to win a Super Bowl this year coming up. He believes that this is the best chance. We believe that's the best chance that this team can win a Super Bowl because after this and in the near future, very, very near future, probably next offseason, Patrick Mahomes is going to be, well, not he will be, the richest quarterback to ever get paid um, by an NFL franchise. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, like, this is the time to win now. Yeah. I mean, you had this narrative in Seattle – when they went to back to they they went to back to back Super Bowls, correct? Mm. Lost to the Patriots, maybe not back to back. They won Super Bowl. They lost Super Bowl because they couldn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Obviously, you remember that play when the New England Patriots won won the Super Bowl with an interception, took a knee at the at like the five yard line, and then you see the picture of Richard Sherman shaking the hand of Tom Brady, whatever. Russell Wilson got them a Super Bowl. That defense got them a Super Bowl. That defense is no longer even a part of that team. They're all gone. Just like the defense of this Chiefs team is now all gone, and there's a new regime. You look at what Brett Veach has done. He's went and got guys that were former high picks. Frank Clark, Darren Lee, Tyrant Matthew. And he got rid of guys that were other high picks. Justin Houston, third-round pick out of Georgia. Would have been a first-round pick if he didn't have the marijuana instance that he had when he goes into the draft. Um, you look at... Eric Berry, first-round pick. Yeah, out of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. D. Ford, first-round pick. Out of Auburn. And now all of a sudden he's revamped this team because what happened last year? Your defense. What do we get when Bob Sutton finally stepped down and got out of there? Oh, Bob Sutton didn't want to change his schemes. He expected veterans to get better on the field as the game progressed. That's not what Steve Spaggs is going to do, man. Steve Spaggs is one of those types that's a red ass. He's going to get guys ready to go. He's going to get his system in there. You've got a dog in Tyron Matthew. You went out and got Bashad Breeland. Who knows if they're done yet? Some people think they should still go get Patrick Peterson, who just got suspended by the NFL for six games, but would make sense. Brandon Kylie on the leadoff today says maybe there's a splash you make on the offensive side, which I'm not terribly against with Le'Veon Bell. And the Jets situation is they said they literally could possibly trade Le'Veon Bell if there was a suitable person, which, I mean, if you want to talk about what would Mahomes and Jamal Charles have been like, look at what Jamal Char- or look what Le'Veon Bell and Mahomes could be like. Uh, yeah. I mean, you like a pass-catching running back, Le'Veon Bell, man. 80 catches per season for about a couple years straight. I think last year, two years ago, he had like played like six games, had like 20-plus catches there in the backfield as a running back. So, yeah, Le'Veon Bell makes sense. Brett Veach is done waiting. Brett Veach is done with the narrative of Chiefs fans always get their hearts broke. Brett Veach knows that Patrick Mahomes is going to have a majority of the pie graph when it comes to the contracts here in the next couple years. That's where it's going to be. Now, Sammy Watkins is your number one receiver right now because we don't honestly know where the hell the Tyreek Hill situation could go next. It's been very quiet as of late. Some of you are happy with that. Some of you are not. But Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, 
D. Willie in the background or in the backfield. This team is, I still believe, maybe one more offensive move to make. But the, con- the current condition is the fact that Brett Veach isn't going to mess around. Brett Veach saw where the problem was last year. He has fixed that problem, and he's done it in an expedited way of form. You, like we said earlier, he's gone and gotten one of the best pass-rushing linebackers in Frank Clark. He's actually gotten two defensive linemen. Chris Jones is still on this team, going to get a contract, you think, soon. Kendall Fuller's still in now the second year in this team on this defense with a new defensive coordinator. Rashad Breland's on this team. You look at where they made draft picks as well as you look at uh, – you look at Juan Thornhill, who they think can be an also like a dog, who also is kind of like a baby honey badger. And then again, Tyron Matthew, who's basically already, without even playing one snap on this team, has basically set himself up as the voice and the guy that when people talk or when he talks, people shut up, which is basically what Eric Berry was. Or if you want to take a baseball analogy, that's basically what Alex Gordon is or Whit Merrifield. That's your, that's your leader. That's your guy. So when it comes to the defensive side, you've got your guy there. You replace the guy with. Now you have your dog on defense. You've got a little bit more help on the corner side of things. I think you could still add a corner. I don't think they will. I don't think that's probably going to be the main issue because I think that maybe there's one more stop that you make on this offensive side of the ball. So who knows what's next for the Chiefs? But what we know now is that Brett Veach is not messing around. Brett Veach is putting all of his chips in the middle of the pot, and he's trying to collect the Lombardi Trophy and bring it to Kansas City for the first time since 1969-1970. As he should be, too. I mean, like, it's not every – like – this was the third highest scoring offense of all time last year. You have a historically good offense here, and it's not going to be the same forever because, like you said, you're going to be paying Patrick Mahomes $200 million after this season. There's not going to be enough money to go around. And this is the time where you've got to capitalize on that rookie contract. I mean, Mahomes is never going to make this little money for what he's producing. Like, no. the the pay, what you have to pay for what you're getting in return right now is unbelievable as far as the deal that you're getting on Patrick Mahomes, and you're not going to have that in the future. So this is the time to win now. Brett Veach has seen that. And it's like you said, with the expedited process on this defense, when have you seen a team completely flip a defense like this? Like Chris Jones is the only guy left that started in 2017 for the Chiefs defense that's still on this team. Because that defense was atrocious. Exactly. Um, And I don't think it is absurd that they've made this many moves on the defensive side because if you look at last year, you look at how this team lost in last year's playoffs. They lost because a guy was offsides. Like, I'm sure there was thousands of people high-fiving their bros watching that Chiefs game going, we're going to Atlanta. Like, we're literally going to go play the Rams. I was there. Everybody had their hands in the air. People were hugging each other. They're like, we're going to the freaking Super Bowl. And that's not what happened. Because D. Ford was offsides, and even he didn't know he was offsides. And Bob Sutton was so old and so tired, he couldn't tell D. Ford to get offsides. God. Speaking of somebody that's not old and not tired, Brooks Kepka has made golf boring again because Tiger Woods isn't in it. And he's got a seven-shot lead going into the to the moving day on Saturday at the PGA Tour. I talk why I'm disappointed even more about golf, and it doesn't really have anything to do with Tiger Woods. Out of bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, six ten Sports Radio. Back in on Out of Bounds, Dusty Likens, Nick Price. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., Bink Sunday. Bink's already texted me. What does your fake radar say? 70 and sunny with two middle fingers. Well, Mr. Binkley, if you want to have fun, I'll have fun. The text line. 
The there Royals the Royals bullpen has more holes in it than Jay Binkley's underwear. Take that, Jay Binkley. Scumbag. <laughs> Jeez. No, my radar literally just has a cloud of just complete storm front that's orange and red and green and yellow. You have to zoom out so far on that radar to get anything that's not colored on there. Yeah. That's not good. Like, I'm house-sitting for my parents tonight, and they're like, oh, well, since you're doing it, we'll set out some, like, uh, we'll set out some steaks that we got that we need to get rid of that you can use, which is kind of nice. I don't know if they need to get rid of them because they're bad. I don't think they are. They're just being nice parents. And, of course, it should be a challenge to uh, to grill tonight, but I will be that guy that grills with a, with an umbrella. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going back to my stomping grounds, man. I'm going back to the Blue Springs area. Shout out Blue Springs High School. Um, Ron Hughley, Brandon Kylie, Dusty Leggins, all here together from different class periods, um, but yet still the same high school. So shout out there now, at least Summit residents. So to all those people that graduated on Wednesday at least Summit North, congratulations. To those people that graduated from uh, Mizzou, Kansas, everybody else in the university, congratulations. Big weekend for you. College graduation, high school graduation, and the weather completely, um, well, the, the weather flexed on you. That's all I got to say is Mother Nature came in here and just uh, dumped on you on today. So, again, like we've said, we've said it all day. We got to keep you updated if there's any severe weather, our sister station, 98.1 KMBZ, has got you covered. Um, just head over there on your radio dial. Safety is our number one concern. Laughter and fun is number two. Yeah, you can always catch us on the radio.com app and on the podcast page at 610sports.com. Yeah, download it. Download the radio.com. I have it on my phone. If you don't, get it. I know sometimes the technology gets a little screwy. That's just the way the world works these days. It's not always going to be perfect, but download the radio.com app. You can hear us anywhere you go. Any state, anywhere you want to go, you can tune in on the radio.com. But something that's not live and local is the PGA Championship right now, and that is in the Bethpage Black area up in the New York uh, state of mind. One of the toughest courses on the PGA Tour, unless you're Brooks Kepka, which we saw the funny sign that is the, this golf course is extremely tough and very hard. You know, golfers beware. Yeah, only the most experienced golfers should play at this course. Correct. So basically that is for everyone except Brooks Kepka. Yeah, I'd say so. The guy went out there and shot a 63, followed by a 65, and currently leads the pack by seven strokes at 1,200. And he's a guy that last year in St. Louis when they had um, the major championship there, which was the— At Bellarive, yeah. I believe. Uh, Ron Hughley was there. Uh, I believe Brandon Kylie was there. And both of them have both told me, after talking to him about the tournament, that Brooks Kepka looked like a starting safety for the NFL. Big guy, little personality. That's the unfortunate thing about this. And that's why I'm going to try to tell you the best way that you can watch the PGA Championship at Bethpage. Root for Jordan Spieth. Because Jordan Spieth, Jordan Spieth is probably, other than Tiger, one of the more interesting golfers to watch. Now, Tiger didn't make the cut, and that's not what's got me the most pissed off about this tournament. There's nothing worse, unless it's Tiger, then someone taking off with a gigantic lead. Like, Kepka's got a seven-shot lead going into today. Behind him is Jordan Spieth and Adam Scott. Adam Scott, Australian, extremely good-looking, chiseled jaw, uses like a uses a putter that I think is cheating, whatever you want to call it. I don't like Adam Scott because of the putter game. Jordan Spieth, on the other hand, is somebody who is very colorful, great personality for golf, Got the nickname the Golden Boy. One of the best interviews ever was when he was playing in a major tournament, and one of the questions they said was, what would you be doing right now if you weren't at this tournament? And he said, what time is it? And in the interview, the lady says, it's 1240. He says, oh, I'd be walking into Composition 2 at Texas University. Piss off, Jordan Spieth. I would love to not be at college and be playing for millions of dollars. 
Jordan Spieth started off his career very, very hot, very, very good, couldn't miss with a putter. And it seems right now in this tournament, at least today, on Saturday moving day, Jordan Spieth sits at five under, Kepka at 12 under, seven shots behind the lead. Jordan Spieth is the best hope to make this golf tournament somewhat entertaining. Golf is very, very boring. I get that. Brooks Kepka is extremely boring, and he shouldn't be. Brooks Kepka, supermodel girlfriend, pipes the ball down the fairway, extremely ripped, has one of the best golf games when it comes to majors. He's about to tie. If he wins this major, he will tie Rory McIlroy. Rory McIlroy, who also missed the cut. He was supposed to be the savior of golf. Right. He will tie Rory McIlroy with four majors if Brooks Kepka can win this major this weekend. But nobody cares because he's not exciting. He's he's literally paint drying on a wall when it comes to it. It's going to look nice at the end. It's going to look all glorified. It's going to look pretty. But during the process, it's just like, eh, just let me know when it's done. And Brooks Kepka shouldn't be that way. He's a guy that after the end of the day on round two or round one, one of them, either way, I think it was round one, he went back to the driving range. And after he went to the driving range, he signed autographs for everybody until they left. That's a fan favorite. But he doesn't bring any of that to the course. None of it. There's no wow factor. Now, when you watch Jordan Spieth play, most of the time, the cameras will cut to him and his caddy, and you'll hear the interaction going on. Sorry, Roy didn't miss the cut. Tiger misses the cut. Sergio, by the way, we believe, has sold his soul to the devil because yeah. the narrative around Sergio Garcia's career was that he couldn't win the big one. He couldn't win a major. Well, he, made, he may have won a major, or he did win a major at the Masters, and now he hasn't made a major cut since he won the Masters. So something tells me, for the religious people out there, Rory McIlroy has, not Rory McIlroy, Sergio Garcia has definitely sold his soul to the devil for the green jacket. But the thing about this tournament is that Brooks Kepka, who has zero personality, zero pizzazz to him, is so far out in front that literally a lot of you will just be like, eh. And this is during a time where if you're a local Kansas City person, which is what this show is all about, being live and local, you're going to have to sit around and wait to watch the Royals at 9 p.m., which their pregame show with Cody, or Royals pregame show with Cody Tapp will start at 8 p.m. Central time here. 9 p.m. is when that game will start. So what are you going to watch in between that? There's no football, but there's a major championship, but there's a major championship with a guy that literally is running away with it. He's got the possibility to go wire to wire. Lead from day one, go all the way to day two, to day four and lead and win. PGA Championship, Beth Page Black, supposed to be one of the toughest courses. And nothing gets, like, PGA officials more riled up than when a guy dominates a course that's supposed to be hard. Like, if they play the U.S. Open and the leaderboard has a bunch of red numbers on it, they think to themselves, okay, we screwed up. Nobody's supposed to be in the under category when it comes to the U.S. Open because it's supposed to be the toughest conditions in the entire world when it comes to golf. I don't hate Brooks Kepka, but I don't like the fact that Brooks Kepka just doesn't bring it. Guys like Jordan Spieth bring it. Justin Thomas, eh, can if he wants to. I think he's still kind of experiencing the, the new wave, the new ride. He's got a lot of talent. Jordan Spieth has always said he's been the better one of the two between the two guys that are best friends. But Tiger Woods, no matter what, like Tiger Woods was at three over and made a birdie and the crowd erupted. People that went to the tournaments last year said it was like nothing they've ever seen before. Said it was just insane how positive and how explosive Tiger Woods' crowd was. That's just the way Tiger is because it's Tiger Woods. And golf literally hurts very, very much so 
when Tiger isn't in the tournament. If Tiger was literally seven shots off the lead, made the cut and everything, Tiger Woods would still be in that realm where people would be like, I'll watch it. I'll see what he can do. But now that Tiger's out, now there's a guy leading with a seven-shot lead and the only closest person's at five under, but it's luckily enough, the little saving grace is that it's Jordan Spieth who has somewhat of a personality. Yeah, and I think that also with Jordan Spieth, that's how he's part of that whole crew with like JT and Ricky Fowler and Smiley Kaufman and all that. Like they have a lot more interaction with the fans and on social media and everything than Brooks Kepka ever does. Brooks Kepka is a very like, I'm going to go out there. I'm just going to dominate. I'm not really going to do much else. Like I'm just going to like you watch me play golf. You watch me run away from the pack. That's pretty much it. Where Jordan Spieth has that kind of allure to him where you can really connect with him on a personal level and root for him like that. So that's, like you said, Adam Scott and Jordan Spieth are both tied at five under. Jordan Spieth, that's kind of the guy that if you want to try to make this interesting, watch him. Watch him make a little run here. And that's why I've always said, like, with this golf and and everything that goes on with golf and people that always send the narrative that it's not fun, that it's boring, that Tiger has to be in it, they're not wrong. They're not, they're not literally wrong at all because now you literally have uh, a guy who literally didn't want to play golf as a kid like you said, the background story to Brooks Kepik was he he literally yeah, broke he, his nose in a car his, accident. Broke his nose in a car accident, couldn't do contact sports, had to give up hockey, which he really liked, started playing golf. was like, wow, I'm really good at this, and then it just stuck. Brooks Kepka playing hockey? That could... Oof. Yeah, I could see it. I'd hate to get checked up by Brooks Kepka. By the way, did you see the Vladimir Putin? Uh, he was on the ice, and he hit the red carpet and <laughs> yeah. completely face-planted. Did you also see how the goalie reacted when he's coming in, like, as slow as possible on ice skates and just acts like he was completely fooled by Putin. Couldn't happen to a better person. Um, Brooks Kepka's boring. So is Alex Gordon. But he hasn't been boring when it comes to on the field. I mean personality-wise. But Alex Gordon said some things in an article this week where it kind of got you thinking that maybe Alex Gordon is kind of similar to what Justin Houston was last year. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio.